Brisbane General Manager of Footy, Danny Daly, uh, joins us on Sports Day on SEN on this Monday night. Danny, thanks very much for your time. No worries. Good evening, boys. How are we going? We're going well. What 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 are the Brisbane Lions doing at this time of year? As a, as a good team, you don't need to change too much on what you did last year. What's the preseason been like, and what's what are some of the themes? Uh, yeah, we've had a pretty uh, pretty good preseason. We obviously didn't start till later than most clubs because we played deep into September. So um, we've sort of gone down a little bit of a different path for this preseason, rather than playing so many eighteen v eighteen games. We've probably honed in on some skill development with our players and some small-sided games just to get some more connection and um, decision-making drills into the into the lads. So it's been a little bit different, but the, the players have really enjoyed that. And um, we've had two inter-club hit-outs and we played Gold Coast last Thursday and we're off to Sydney to play Sydney on Thursday. So, um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a pretty good pre-season for us. I read one of the raps on the game, Danny, and uh, the suggestion was... It looked as if you were trying to play more corridor than down the line contest. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think um, some of the things we've looked at in terms of our ball movement from our back half, um, I think most sides would be probably doing the same things, Jared. If you if you ask them, but uh, the quickest way home is through the corridor. So if you can get through there, why not go through there? So mm. um, it's probably one where you know in the past we've probably been a straight line team, but we just want to try and add something a little bit different into our ball movement and. Um, you know, we know we can play as we have always played, but just to add that little bit of uncertainty, the opposition about what we might be doing and, and coming through the corridors is something that we're focused on, no doubt. So how do you deal, Danny, with such a close loss in a grand final to actually address that and just push on into 2024? Yeah, um, you know, using old cliche that Fags always uses, and, you know, you either win or you learn. And, um, you know, we attack the review of the grand final basically the Wednesday after the grand final and um, and Fags have spoken about this. Um, so there's no secrets about the fact that we spoke about moments in the grand final yep. that, you know, we'd love to have back players and, and probably coaches as well. So, you know, the players um, individually to a man, you know, went through in, you know, moments that they would love to have again and moments they'll learn from. And, um, you know, so we discussed those and we watched those and, we spoke about those and it was a really good conversation amongst the players and fags. And, uh, and basically once that was done, the boys went on their break and we've moved on from it. So we haven't really gone back and put the grand final since we've been back. Uh, you know, a couple of times we've had training sessions where we might refer back to the grand final, but something that we haven't necessarily gone back and reviewed hard again. We we've learned from it and um, hopefully we can move forward and the players came back in great shape and with great energy. So we wanted to keep that momentum going. I was having dinner in Bondi about three weeks after the grand final and sitting beside me was Lockie Neal, but he had crutches. Uh, and clearly after having a chat to him, I found out uh, he had a hernia or some sort of uh, groin operation, which probably, uh, I guess, um, gives you great hope that he's going to even be better this year because he would have been carrying a nagging groin through uh, that finals campaign and maybe a lot longer through the season. Yeah, he carried it for probably the last six weeks of the year, so um, he did well to do that. But um, certainly hampered him a little bit. But you know, Lockie's not one to make excuses, nor are we. So he battled on through, and uh, he got the surgery straight after uh, the grand final, basically yep. a week later. And um, he's back into full training now, and he hasn't played a game yet. But he'll he'll face up against Sydney on 
Thursday night. Um, and, you know, the old campaigners are like, Jared, that'll be enough for him and yep. he'll be right to go for, for the opening round. So, um, yeah, he's fit and healthy and moving really well, to be honest. So, Danny, when Jared and I were talking about this before, a, a, a different centre clearance situation in a grand final, you might be premiers. And I don't mean to bring it up again, but I'm talking more about for 2024, the motivation. Is it more a, a player-driven thing to go just that little bit extra to get hopefully the the ultimate this year? Or is it is it a coaching thing to try and come up with some sort of magic potion or a theme that keeps them motivated? How do you how do you go into twenty twenty four to make sure that you can go that next step, if that makes sense? Yeah, it's a very good question. And um, you know, I mean myself and Fogs speak a lot about this over the preseason and the break and about how we can influence our players to to get hungry again and, and hopefully it won't have a mental toll on them. So we're sort of coming up with all these ideas but as I mentioned earlier, the boys came back in such good shape and they're hungry. And, and the thing was that they experienced the grand final and, yeah, it was it was shadow and we lost. But, you know, we got so close and there's just a hunger to get back there from our playing group. So we haven't really had to do a great deal. We just, um, you know, drive the bus for them. They're the ones who are motivating themselves and, um, you know, keep pushing themselves to get better on the field and um, with their on-field leadership because um, they want to get back there. They want to get back to grand final day and, and they want to get to the ultimate, so uh, we've been we've been very very happy with the way they've come back in that in that shape. You've got a, a fairly settled list of the youngsters that have come into the mix now. Do you are they are they players that are sort of really pushing for for round one selection? I mean, you have got Carlton and Collingwood in your first three games, so mm. you certainly hit the ground uh, with some pretty tough opposition from the start. Yeah, we do. They're never easy. Never easy. Uh, every team's improving, so. Yeah, we've got some young boys like Jimmy Tunstall, a midfielder who's sort of played a few games for us um, and has been knocking on the door and was an emergency in the grand final. He uh, He's had a fantastic pre-season and uh, played really well against Gold Coast through the midfield on the weekend. So he's given himself every opportunity for round, uh, round zero, opening round. Uh, Kai Lohman's another one um, who's been battling away and, and showing a few things over the pre-season. Um, Obviously, like we've got Jasper Fletcher, who's gone to another level over mm-hmm. pre-season. He played the last 13 games, but he's just uh, been outstanding in the pre-season to date. Um, so there's a couple there who are who are knocking on the door. But but as you mentioned, it's a it's a pretty settled team, and it's a hard team to get into. So um, I'm sure that there'll be someone who'll bob up in the next few weeks and, and get an opportunity. And uh, Will Ashcroft, a when's he coming back, and b when is his brother going to uh, <laughs> nominate the Lions? Uh, a, we're hoping for around about the mid-season buy, then yep. he'll be available. Yep. Uh, he's ticking all the boxes. Um, if he had his way, he'd be back by round four. So we sort of have to pull him back a bit and um, just let him trust the medic- medicos. That's uh, that's probably the return date. But yeah, he's done everything he possibly can, and, and he's in good shape and started running again and and kicking the ball again. So he's around the buy. And question B, geez, the sooner the better for us. <laughs> like, uh, I'd be, I'd be happy to get a phone call in the next week if he wanted to ring me and let us know. But um, How does he compare to yeah, his brother was, as a player? Uh, they're not too dissimilar. Levi's probably a little bit bigger yeah. and bulkier and uh, probably, and Will will hate me saying this, probably a little bit better inside than, than Will. Yep. But, gee, there's not, there's not much difference between them. They're Good combination. And, yeah, oh, it'll be a great combination for the Lions for the next 10 years. So, um 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to that phone call, hopefully very soon. Sounds fantastic. And the other good news, albeit uh, in some parlors, uh, balances, they think it's bad news, but the the decision to not pull down the Gabba yes. must have given you huge relief because whilst you would love time travelling and uh, walk into a new stadium, the, uh, the, I don't know, two, three years in the middle would have been a disaster. Oh, yeah. Look, selfishly, again, it's. Um, I think there's still a bit to go on through there. I'm not sure exactly what the latest was, apart from the fact that they decided not to pull it down, but it's, um, it's probably a little bit more to play out. But, yeah, look, it just makes life a little bit easier for us in terms of a lot of things like retention, um, players not having to worry about, obviously, packing everything up and trying to create a new stadium and, and making that a fortress. So, selfishly, from a footy perspective, we've got the Gabba in a really good position at the minute in terms of winning games yep. and a fortress and the crowd roar and country road gets going. So uh, it's a good it's a good place and a good atmosphere to be involved in. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it, to be honest. Has there ever been discussion about uh, having a drop-in wicket up at, up, uh, at the Gabba? Not to my knowledge. Um, I'm pretty close with the curators there and I mentioned it a few years ago and it was like sacrilege, so yeah. I haven't mentioned it since. So, uh, no, not to my knowledge. I think it'll always be there. Do you find it an issue? Like 20 years ago, they were concrete. They've probably learnt now to, I guess, uh, maximise player safety to a large degree. Yeah, they do. And they, they water it and make sure it's it's uh, it's safe and healthy for everyone to play on. And to be perfectly honest, again, it's uh, it makes the Gabba a little bit more of a fortress for us because our players have come to, to learn what it's like to play with the, the wicket there and the pitch. And it might sound crazy, but... It is. There's a bit of an art to it, and uh, we train there and we play there, so so we're all over it. So it just adds to the um, to the fortress part of the Gabba. So we're we're pretty happy with it, to be honest. And one last one from me: the, the complexity around the buy in round three or round two, whatever way you want to look at. It. You, you've you've got to play two games before you have a, a week off. And as I said, they're not easy. Carlton to start with, and then Fremantle away, then the buy, and then Collingwood. Do you handle that differently to what you would normally do or do you handle it the way you would when you have your mid-season break under normal circumstances? Because it, it is unique. Yeah, it is unique. Um, but it's one, again, where, um, you know, we just deal with it as we deal with it. So we've treated it like play the Gold Coast, then Sydney and those two games for a four-week block where we can go really hard um, and then we can have the buy. And it's, it's probably not a bad thing for us coming back from Perth. It's such a long trip. Um and I know it's only early in the season, but it'll give us a little bit of time to, you know, reset and recover from the Perth trip and um, get a bit of a break. It's only an 11-day break, I think, at the end of the day. So it's not like it's a two-week break or anything. We can get back. Always love a couple of days off and we'll get back into a normal week. Um, so, yeah, and then we get to gather around. So we'll just deal with it as we need to deal with it and do the best thing for our players in terms of recovery. What's your biggest head, uh, selection headache coming into the next couple of weeks? Oh, it's a very good question, Jared. Um, <laughs> gee, our forward line's pretty potent. And it is. There's a few blokes knocking on the door, like Dizzy Gardner's been playing forward and going really well down there. But, um, you know, we didn't go with the three-man attack too much last year, so that's probably creating a, a few headaches for us. Um, and the key defenders, like, um, you know, we've got Paney back and we've got Harris down there. I mean, Tom Duday won't probably be available to around three or four, but once he comes back, that'll create some issues. Froggy Lester's in really good nick at the minute. So, mm. yeah, probably the three-tour forward line scenario and our key defenders, yeah. It's um, but a good problem to have. Like, um, 
you know, that's where we're at, and that's the decisions we need to make. So it's a it's a good place to be. In. Yeah, it was an interesting move by uh, you guys to push Gardner forward. Uh, who threw that one up? In fact, I'm getting a wind up here, uh, <laughs> um, Danny. So I'll let you off the hook on that one, and we'll just watch it unfold. No worries, mate. No, I had the answer for you too. So we'll, uh, maybe for another day. Oh, oh, gee, he's teasing us now, isn't he? Danny, thanks very much for joining us and uh, good luck at the start of the new season. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me on.